Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And it's been a hot second since we've been with y'all. We're back. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's been a it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm we've, just trying to remember. Life has happened. Life has happened. Yes. Um since pre your time in Vienna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh I was in Austria with my family for a little over a month. Um it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of things have happened in the life of the church and shift and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's summer. It's summer. Welcome and, to summer. Uh, or thunderstorm season as it <laughs> appears to be. Yes. So Yes. And in the life of the church this summer, so we're working through the lectionary, but we're working through the semi-continuous readings of the Old Testament stories. Which um, land us smack into Genesis. Yes. And, and so we're sorry. We've already started. Our apologies. Yeah, we're um, <laughs> we're you can catch jump- up. The sermons have been posted. I think. Yeah. I should double check. I'm not sure the first one has been, but okay. we're pretty. Most of the sermons from the series have been posted now. Yes. Um. So. So for the next few weeks or the rest of summer time, as we know it. Yeah, six weeks or so. Um, we will be journeying through some Genesis stories. Um, and today we find ourselves in Genesis chapter 28, and we're looking at. Jacob. So yeah. maybe we need a little, just a wee bit of um, ancestry. Let's visit. Let's let's take a little journey to the ancestry DNA corner of the room here. Oh my. <laughs> okay. So um, if you followed along in the sermons, mm-hmm. um, you've heard all about the messiness of this family situation here because um, we start the Abraham's ju- a- we family. start the f- journey mm-hmm. with Abraham, Father Abraham, who had many sons. sons. I couldn't get him to sing on Sunday daughter. either. By the way, they I wouldn't tried do again. it. I know. Many sons had Father Abraham. Abraham. I'm one of them, and so <laughs> are, are you. you. <laughs> so let's all praise the Lord. Woo! Right hand, left hand. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so now that we've got that stuck in your head, mm-hmm. um, Abraham and Sarah, um, kind of a hot mess in the sense of very messy. Um, pretending that he's her sister, getting ill-begotten gains of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, then technically we, they were like half they siblings. were half siblings technically. Yuck. Um, but so selling his wife twice potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, just very very messy, shady, shady, shady past. We get Hagar <laughs> and Ishmael, meaning Hagar was the mistress um, for Abraham, essentially mm-hmm. uh, Sarah's slave. Um, yeah. And then they're sent out and sent away. And then we get Isaac being born. Mm -hmm. And Isaac eventually, well, there's the attempt on his life by his dad. Yeah. I'm going to kill you, son. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, you want to go up with me to that mountain? Isaac's like, what what are we going to sacrifice, dad? And Aaron's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) I got got this covered, son. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't don't ask questions. You don't want to know. Yep. And then uh, Isaac does survive that, uh, marries mm-hmm. Rebecca, mm-hmm. Um, and then they have these twins, mm-hmm. um, Jacob and Esau, which is with a story that we are kind of, we've now entered into. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday was um, Jacob following in this family footsteps of violence, thievery, lying. Mm-hmm. He steals, he steals Esau's, Esau's birthright. birthright. Because Esau is technically the the, the twin that comes out first. Right. And part of the problem with this, um, as I pointed out on Sunday, is that is that Jacob is trying to steal Esau, Esau's birthright and blessing, mm-hmm. which is something that, that he's already been given by God, that God has promised to Rebecca mm-hmm. that Jacob will be the one who is blessed. Mm-hmm. 
and it's so this younger it's, son theme it's too. A, yeah, mm-hmm. and also this 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 doubt of this is a theme that like throughout these stories so far I think is a really strong one. Is that like there's this promise been that's been made, but how is it going to be fulfilled? And do we trust that it's going to be fulfilled? Right? Yeah, like, and that's the real taking clincher, it into human right? into our own hands because yeah. this all begins way way back in the day with Abraham when God comes to Abraham. And Sarah occasionally yeah. and tells them again and again and again that they will be the ancestors of a great nation and God's going to bless them so that they can be a blessing and their blessingness is rooted in this identity as the chosen people of God who will continue on this relationship with God through their through their descendants. Yeah. And do we as people trust that? Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um because it's the do we trust it and do we also trust it in a way that includes us mm-hmm. or do we constantly see the other and how do we see the big picture? Like, mm-hmm. because I think um, one of the interesting the fun facts you related mean us, us, like us, like us, us, but also mm-hmm. like Jacob believing it's for Jacob. Okay, right? like, gotcha. Because um, just even thinking about it, like the lead up to the passage from last weekend, you know, Ishmael's already had like 12 kids. Um mm-hmm. Like Abraham's married again and had more kids. Like so, there's yeah. like there is. They're all real fruitful. They're all really fruitful at this <laughs> point, and 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 at that point, Rebecca is still waiting to have a kid mm-hmm. with Isaac, mm-hmm. and so there's this there's this tension of that there is this fruitfulness that God has promised, but do we see ourselves as part of it, mm-hmm. and what does it mean to be included? How do we see that? And I, yeah. I feel like that's part of this tension that I really feel like Jacob mm-hmm. gets totally caught up in. Yeah, are we? Willing to be patient and wait for it, 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 wait for it. Oh, so today yeah. we come to uh, okay. So Jacob at this point is fleeing from He's Esau. Esau, and you yourself happen to be a twin. Were you number one or number two? I was number one, and um, okay. as I mentioned in my sermon on Sunday, like uh, we would joke that um, he graciously let me out first. <laughs> after you brother <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing i needed it i needed I, I you know I'm, I'm an amputee from birth so there there was mm-hmm. some necessity there but like at the same time it's interesting thinking about twin dynamics brother sibling sibling dynamics period mm-hmm. in this in these stories um yeah. one thing we haven't touched either of us in our sermons which is probably good because that's a deep dark rabbit hole is sibling dynamics and family dynamics in some ways because mm-hmm. like this hits on so much and in so many ways this these are both tropes and um descriptions and um i don't know really just model stories of how families function and yeah. in some ways it lifts uh, lifts these up to say hey your family's not that weird <laughs> or like God isn't mixed or your family is not that bad. Hey? Or that your family's not that bad. I mean, yeah, because we're not there yet, but Jacob is about to marry his cousins in a little bit, mm-hmm. deal with a conniving brother-in-law. Yeah. I mean, father-in-law, not brother-in-law. Yeah. Father-in-law. Yeah. And um, it's just kind of this full circle, oh right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's... Do unto others if you have done unto yourself, right? Oof. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of happens in that way, yeah. right? But huh. today, today we get a nice interlude. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jacob so t- is escaping from his brother, though. Okay. So, so, okay. So it's not that peaceful in an interlude. <laughs> um, but there is, there is joy in this, um, mm-hmm. because in this passage, this is Genesis 28. Um, we're looking at about 10 verses here. 
um, Jacob is escaping his brother-in-law, but he has a dream. And um, in this dream, we're going to hear Jacob um, experience the wonder of God in a way that we haven't heard before. And in some ways, this also points back to that tension that we've experienced all along of, are we in control or is do we trust mm-hmm. God? Are we willing to Are we willing God? to let God... Um, in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's so, going to God. God's going to God. It's just a matter of whether we will go along with right. God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pray that you don't <laughs> Abraham or Isaac or Jacob yeah. or like, oh, right, you know, so yeah. Side okay. note that I'm noticing, right. Mm-hmm. Going back to the genealogy and who's with who. Um, the portion before this is Esau marrying Ishmael's daughter. So uh, that's interesting too, right. That he kind of becomes attached to that lineage. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And this is this is another interesting piece of that is that you have mixing generations. Mm-hmm. You have somebody marrying somebody that would assume you would assume would be like their their niece's age or their uncle's yeah. like you have some interesting generational shifts going on with this. Wouldn't they be the same though cuz Ishmael would be online with Ishmael would be online with Isaac. Isaac. So they're okay, mm-hmm. but like I think Isaac marrying Rebecca, Rebecca would be his niece's age like Okay. generationally like it's there's some yeah. weirdness going on we're just gonna say that's just you know that's just what happened and you know and this is one of the reasons y'all why we look at through the why bible you don't marry your cousin <laughs> 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 no i was gonna say why lutherans um and a lot of mainland protestants mm-hmm. we look at the scripture through a cultural critical historical mm-hmm. lens meaning it is it is the word of god mm-hmm. uh inspired and moved with and written with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, but it is also a human story. Mm-hmm. It is a story of God and about God, but it is also a story that is deeply human and contextual. And like, if we took this literally, does that make some of this okay now? No, it does not. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's so just yeah. wanting to point out this is another reason why we look at the script mm-hmm. at scriptures the way we do. Yeah, but, we take it seriously, not literally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to God. Yes. Woo. So, um. <laughs> Let's read this passage and dive in because, uh, yep, let's get to it. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of backstory, but you know, we've been gone and we need to talk. So it's good. (laughs) We do. So, uh, verse 10 um, is where we start in chapter 28. Um, I am reading, by the way, through uh, the Jewish Study Bible version. So it's just pretty close to the NRSV. um, But um, I'll look at my NRSV and we'll discuss if there's any important differences. All right. All righty. So this is uh, verse 10 through 19a, so almost through, um, through verse 19. So, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. He came upon a certain place and stopped there for a night, for the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of that place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. That's totally comfortable. Weird he had, he had a dream. A stairway was set on the ground, and its top reached to the sky, and angels of God were going up and down on it. And the Lord was standing beside him, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac, the ground of which you are lying, I will assign to you and to your offspring. Your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the families of the earth shall bless themselves by you and your descendants. Remember, I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is present in this place, and I did not know it. Shaken, he said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the abode of God, and that is the gateway to heaven. Early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that had been under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He named that site Bethel, 
but previously the name of the city had been Luz. That's the 19B. So he named the site Bethel. Sorry, okay. forgot to stop there. That's the bonus. The bonus is he named it. The name oh, of the city used to be And they don't loose. want you to know, but the name of the city, city was used to be. at first. Uh, or... Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Lectionary. <laughs> They're like, you don't get to know that. <laughs> don't know that. Doesn't matter. So Interesting. Um, okay. Um, so what jumps out right away? The um, blessed in you. So in verse 14, mm-hmm. you know, I just mm-hmm. think, I mean, it wasn't really a huge difference. Mine says blessed in you and yours says bless something about yourself. Right? All the families bless there shall bless themselves by you and your descendants. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's just a, yeah, it's very different onus on how the blessing is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this implies more that they need Jacob. And this is more that it is the family is blessed. That it's. Yeah. I was kind of thinking this one blessed in you implies the need for Jacob. And yours, blessed in themselves, implies the need of God, right? But it does say blessed themselves by you and your descendants. Okay. So, but yeah, well, yeah. but yeah. it's a connection to mm-hmm. the lineage, not just an individual. Yes. It's more beyond. big picture. Beyond yeah, you. Yeah, it's beyond you. It's mm-hmm. more the promise, the covenant in mm-hmm. some ways. Yeah. I like that mm-hmm. a little better. Um, okay. That and... We talked about the rock. Um, you know, the this isn't so much a difference, but something that I thought of first. You know, it's interesting that Jacob's first assumption is this. Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. I know. I right? just think it's interesting that God is. God, in the dream, God is the message is like other people are going to be blessed because of you. And then Jacob wakes up and is like, man, this specific place is so great. Right here. Right here. You because, know? I, because I'm great. Because God says I'm great. Yeah. Like, it just it felt so like, did you listen in that dream, Jacob? Like, I just felt like, mm-hmm, are you missing mm-hmm, the point? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think we. I've never really thought about it in the way it's like. God said this, and then Jacob says something completely different. We kind of take it as holistic, as like mm-hmm, it's like a both mm-hmm. and kind of situation. But what if Jacob is just like wrong and just like misinterpreting this? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Just a thought. Just that's the immediate thought that I had. Well, I mean, that would be par for the course with like the family. Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting connection to that though too the land spreading out everywhere and then all of a sudden jacob's like nope right here this place (laughs) yeah and it's also it's really interesting because it's this place and in some ways you know i i think in some ways it's this theophany this moment of god speaking and being present to jacob and jacob um ascribing all of godsness to this moment in this place Mm mm-hmm which in some ways is deeply troubling because it also brings up the fact that Jacob hasn't really interacted with God to this point. Mm-hmm. Like that, that Jacob has tried to trust himself for everything. Yeah. Um, that he stole. I and mean, his, he, he's just he, doing what other people tell him to do. He listens to mom quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and like, and I feel like in some ways 
in some ways this is powerful, right? Like mm -hmm. this is kind of like a, a, a God moment, a saved moment, a moment where people have a deeply impactful experience, maybe a thin space with mm -hmm. God. Um, and that's kind of awesome. Yeah. But in other ways, I think you're absolutely right. There's we something so, almost insincere about this. Yeah, we get, yeah. and that's true too, right? When we have those God moments, we think, oh, it's all about me. When the message that God gives Jacob is not really about him much at all. And this is, okay, so this is a really interesting, I haven't quite figured out what I'm, how I'm preaching this yet. Oh, sorry. But like, um, one of the things that's really interesting about this is thinking about how do we translate the personal to the, um, to the populace, to the, mm -hmm. to the group? How do we expand this beyond? Because in some ways, this is Jacob's problem as well, mm -hmm. is that he's been so focused on himself Mm -hmm. And will eventually his inheritance, his inheritance and he's soon his wife, you know, and he's hearing God through a lens of for himself, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because ultimately the transition comes when Jacob realizes. Well, he strives with God. I mean, this is coming down the road. We have some other stories to navigate, but like that little wrestling match but, is coming right. up. But what I mean is that is that I think that eventually what we have is that. Is that the is that when he is willing to approach his brother, mm -hmm. um, in a way that is, well, you know, he's scared to death, so he's sacrificial in some ways, but in other ways, like he honors the fact that his brother is another person. Mm -hmm. um, reconciliation <laughs> happens. Ooh, congratulations! Right? But when it's no longer just about his his well being, mm -hmm. right? Which in some ways it still is up to that point. Like it's. It's, but at the same time, the moment that God dings him on the hip, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, in some ways, he starts to realize, wait, maybe it's not just. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. Like, he I'm kind of wondering. He puts him out of, out of his place, you know? Like, yeah. He's so centered. I wonder if that is like, here's my hop, skip, and a jump. I wonder if that is like this metaphor, right? That you are so centered in this place, in space, and I'm going to put you out of place, like by putting your hip out of place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And well, I, I don't know if we get that story. In I this. think we do, do next. We do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but what's really interesting with this story um, is thinking about that he is naming this place, which already had a name, right? But he views this as the gateway to God to heaven, a place where he gets to, where he has had this moment of experience um, and hears it for himself in an awe-inspiring way, mm -hmm. um, so much so that he takes his rock pillow and turns it into a, like a monument, um, which is just weird. That must have been a big old rock, <laughs> big pillow, old rock pillow, yeah. <laughs> but even more so, what's interesting, I think, is to think about what, what do we hear God say to Jacob, mm -hmm. right? Because I think in some ways this is the powerful piece of this, is that God says in the dream, right? Mm -hmm. um, or there's this this ladder I'm with, with angels you. going up and down and back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. So there is this whole idea of holy presence within the ordinary, right? Absolutely. In this seemingly unimportant place, God is present and the angels are present. And it's reiterated with this, I am with you. And it's interesting. It's not Jacob going up and down the ladder. Yeah, God's coming to Jacob. Which is a reminder of who's, who, whose responsibility is it to bless. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I mean, to go back to the other stories, like mm -hmm. where does that come from? 
Yeah. It comes from God. Yes. It's not about climbing the ladder. Mm-hmm. It's about acknowledging yeah. that it's not about God is present. Jacob ascending, right? Right. You know. Yeah. Ascending and then descending. It's God meeting Jacob where Jacob is at. Which is also really powerful to think about because God meets Jacob where Jacob's at. There is no mention of all the total yes mm-hmm. that Jacob has yeah. done. <laughs> there's not a shame point. moment. There is yeah. not a shaming. There's no guilting. Mm-hmm. There's no You haven't y- been you doing need to enough. Repent. Yeah. That I picked you and you're really letting me down, Jacob. <laughs> no, there's the Jacob. That whole thing with your brother, didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And this promise that I am with you and God's going to do God's work with you, you know, not being dependent upon you. And And I love that in conjunction with God's going to do this work with you. God is going to take pick you up where you're at keep and meet you, you where you yeah, are. Keep you wherever you go. And also, God is not going to require you to live through your shame again mm-hmm. in order to be able to continue to, to be able to receive the blessing. Right? Yeah, which is great. I've never had a dream that's been like awesome. Like normally mine are just... I don't just remember re- mine, mine, so like I'm... Mine love to rehash an old trauma. You oh, know, that's really my MO I in I hear a that's dream. pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, then I'm not original. But, you know, this interesting idea of this dream Your being... own traumas probably are, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no. Yeah, just this... I Yeah, this idea of this type of a dream is interesting to me, too. And this, the holiness in the dream and the presence of God in the dream. And what's interesting is the presence of God in the dream is a presence that, I mean, I think about this too, is that, and this, this goes into the whole notion of dreams too, of what, what did you, I mean, you can go into Jungian archetypes and mess around with all this a lot, but like, Mm -hmm. but what's really interesting is just thinking about what does the dream mean since it is so future oriented, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That it is, that there is, that it's not even, I mean, which is really interesting because in some ways, every generation, it's been future oriented, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. With Abraham, it's future oriented. With Isaac, it's future oriented. Now with Jacob, it's future oriented. It's, it's, I am the Lord, the ground on which you're lying, I will assign to you and for your, to your offspring, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall, right? Like you're going to be, but mm-hmm. at the same time, what's interesting is, is that with Abraham, it's see those stars. Yeah. With Jacob, it's see this dirt. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's future, but it's also like yeah here. Yep. Here and now. Here and now, and so like there's this future piece, but there's also like this grounding. I don't know. Which I'm wrestling which with that a little is important too if you're thinking about it in a forward way of looking back on it and tracing your own ancestry. If we're going into our ancestry.com, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, oh, I have to remember, right? If you're the Israelites being exiled, if you're the um the Israelites in the Babylonian exile or the Assyrian exile, right? If all yeah. of those things you're coming back to this and you're saying what do I trust? Do I trust what God has said that this will be the land that I will live on, that our generations will be fruitful and multiply? Mm-hmm. You know, it's this it's this grace that they all need down the down the line, down the pipeline with what will happen to them. 
um, coming back to, do we really trust in that? Like, do yeah. we do we believe what God said way, way, way back in the day to Abraham, to Jacob, to Isaac, to all of those guys yeah. and their people? And their people. And do we, you know, it, it's really interesting because it's, it's that, do we trust that promise? Mm-hmm. And it's, do we trust that promise even after we have not trusted that promise? Yes. Right? Can we return to that? Mm-hmm. Right? And God would say, yeah. Because guess what these guys did? They didn't trust it and they returned. They didn't trust it and they returned. And God never said, let me tell you about the times that you didn't trust. God just says, well, I'm continuing to promise this, you know. Which is a really powerful thing to think about with human relationships, Mm -hmm. about broken trust, trust, reclaiming. Yeah. And then how we understand that with God too, right? And I think too, it's okay to say like the word of grace that I need to hear is maybe not I'm going to be fruitful and multiply or I will live in the land that has been promised to me. Yeah. But that the um, the kind of the template still resonates, right? It's mm-hmm. less the promise itself that resonates with us and more the template of the promise that what God says is true in our lives. So we can just jump ahead to kind of what Jesus says in that gospel template, right? The forgiven, the beloved, all of those good things and say, Wow, you know, back in the day, God promised these things to the people and was so like, I'm going to make it happen. Like, yeah, that it yeah. that is, that is what I have chosen for you. And that will happen no matter how much of a turd you are about it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Right? The template yeah. is what stays true. It is. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is this stays true even amidst doubt. Um, the total mess of mm-hmm. of all of the individuals in the stories, right? And individuals our own stories and their families and their because families. of the individuals. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was I was thinking, um, you know, one commentator was writing and saying that like we don't even know if Jacob believed in God at this point, like whether he mm-hmm. was an atheist, whether he's an agnostic, like whether he's yeah. because we haven't heard it, Jacob experience any relationship with God, yeah. and he still doesn't call God my God yeah. until after a wrestling match and stuff in, some in the sense, future. So like, it doesn't just don't matter. Know. Right. That's true. And I think that that's an important thing for us to mm-hmm. remember, too, mm-hmm. is that God's blessing is for us whether or not mm-hmm. we are willing to name mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. that God wants us mm-hmm. to name and claim and yeah. be in that. that God religion. seeks you out. God seeks us out. And God is always seeking us out mm-hmm. with that blessing. But are we are we willing to see that? And that God, even in this case, right, God is offering to Jacob and like this wonderful picture. And Jacob's like this rock right here. This is awesome. It's for me. <laughs> but like, look at this right. rock, but look at this rock <laughs> and like, and it's very individualized. Uh-huh. And in reality, like God is like, no, 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 It's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But the blessing, but it doesn't then, I mean, we'll see even further on that doesn't stop God from working with Jacob. Mm-hmm. Right. And that doesn't stop God from working with us. Yeah. Even our selfish moments are broken. Like all the moments of messiness that we've yeah. witnessed in this, in these stories too. Our own lives. I like that theme too, right? That like another template is like it's so much bigger than it is so much, yeah. Than we think, right? We see just like this little sliver of it for what it means for us in this moment, but God sees it as this much bigger thing. And what if we could look? What if Jacob was like, "Wow, it is this much bigger thing." Like, yeah, how much more exciting is that? You know? Yeah, and. And could what 
what does that do? And I, I kind of think like in some ways Jacob kind of gets there. Not really 100%, but like kind of gets there eventually a little he's bit. He's not wrong, but he's not 100% right. <laughs> yeah, but what I would, what I would, I guess, say is that he's, is that that pivot, that turn mm-hmm. in some ways is that, is it ultimately, and I think this is one of those challenges, is to say, how do we understand, once again, faith personally? Mm-hmm. Because our starting point in our relationship with God is also ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so to be able to see his, see it as for his family, see it as for others, mm-hmm. he first has to see that it is for him. And God says it, I am with you. Yeah. And I won't abandon you. Yeah. Until the work is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's debatable whether or not, um, his father and his grandfather understood all this mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's, they kind of did and they kind of didn't, yeah. right? We hear that they, they wanted to, but they couldn't in some respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess in some ways that gives us permission to, permission to doubt yeah. and permission to struggle. It's really hard to believe the things that God tells you because it's so counter to what we think should be true yeah right and we can relate that even to like grace and forgiveness and love and god's love for everyone and the abundance of grace right it is hard it's like i really want to believe that that's true but everything in my life tells me that that shouldn't be true right yeah and it's i mean in some ways like it's very it's much so much easier to be like well it's Grace exists for others, but not for me, mm-hmm. right? And which is really interesting because how can you actually understand what grace is for somebody else until you actually know what it is for yourself? But that's, mm-hmm. but like these pieces, they all work together in this way that I think in some ways Jacob is a, he's, all these characters are great for all of us because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. wh- where are we in this story? Yeah. How- Have you recently stolen your brother's birthright? No, I was thinking about it. Um, Calvin, but don't hold you that were number me. one, so he should steal it from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck, bro. Um, <laughs> but like, it's. I think there's. Yeah, to me, there's permission. Um, in these stories, permissions to to let go of perfection, mm-hmm. and also to let go of trying to do it ourselves. Yeah. And to letting God, but also to seeing, I mean, in some ways, this is an argument for the church, right? Mm-hmm. That it's it's about community. It's not about an individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to stop trying to be the one who claims God because God's already claimed you. Yeah. Which is a great, in some ways, way to end this. Mm-hmm. Because like setting up a monument and naming it that way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where. You're trying to prove to God that you've got it. God, I see you. I've got you. I've got it. Look, look at this rock I set up for you. <laughs> Where has God look what I've done for you, God, you know, which it's you know, almost trying to like pay it back, you know, when God doesn't ask for that. Right. Yeah. And God doesn't say set up a monument here. God says this space is going to be upon which mm-hmm. you will be. Right. Yeah, It's going to be a place of life, not a place of like monuments. Right. Right. It's which is two very different like understandings of a place, what it's used for. Yeah. Which really quick rabbit hole. And then because we should wrap up because we're on the longer side today because, mm-hmm. you know, catching up. And this is a great passage, a too. Say. It's a great passage. Mm-hmm. But it's thinking um, that in 
in German and in German-speaking countries, there are two different types of monuments. There's the monument to celebrate, and then there's the monu- monument to remember but to never do again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Meaning to memorialize in a way that says, this yeah. is so that we don't mess up. There could be a lot of places I could see that Germany would need those types of places. <laughs> true, but in reality, <laughs> <Us too. laughs> everybody, everybody. Yeah. But I wonder, it makes me think about memorial and mm-hmm. space here mm-hmm. and thinking... What is this that Jacob sees this as a celebration mm-hmm. and in some ways is the is God in some ways not saying never again, but is God saying, okay, throw a rock down, whatever, mm-hmm. as long as it helps remind you of what I said to you in a dream, mm-hmm. right? Like, what is the purpose of monument? Yeah. I guess that's where that took a me. A reminder was like of a of like promise. A promise, mm-hmm. right? And that's like never again is a promise that we have we should be making to each other and to ourselves, right? And right. this in, is a promise, right, that we are celebrating that God has made to us of what it will become. So, yeah, in yeah. the same way. Because there's nothing wrong with what Jacob does. I'm not saying that. I just think he's he doesn't quite. Well, at this point, yeah. Nothing yeah, it's fine. He can put that rock down there. It's cool. No big deal. But... But in some ways, it's 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 putting a rock down, and the subtext is celebrate this promise so that you don't have because you don't have to steal a blessing. You don't have yeah. to do this for mm-hmm. a blessing. Yeah, like, put down that you, rock, but you better know what that rock means. Means right, yeah. like setting down right. this rock is also setting down the work that you have mm-hmm. to that you think you have to do. Yeah, don't just say, "Well, that rock's always been there." You know, like <laughs> like we've had problems with like statues and things like that. Well, you can't take down that person. You know, but, yeah. like what does that person mean? You know, what is it? What does it represent? How do we understand it in our in mm-hmm. the greater mythology of our society? And does this rock inspire life? Or does this rock inspire or like, you know, when you think about the like the monuments to slaveholders and things like that, right? Yeah. You know, what yeah. is it saying? How what, it what say? does it say? And also how do we understand that as 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 discourse moving us forward, right? Does mm-hmm. it does it yeah. remind us of what not to do, or is it celebrating something that is bad? Mm-hmm. Right? Does exactly. it where does it move us as a society and as yeah. as those who participate in that space mm-hmm. and which is, you know, I mean, so scrolling back just a tiny bit in this story, it, it raises really interesting questions about what gets celebrated and what gets monumentized in some ways, mm-hmm. like in the sense of what gets lifted up mm-hmm. and 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 space and place mattering in this in some ways. And and I guess in some ways it, it makes me think um, as we come into a church building, mm-hmm. right, um, what are our expectations of how we meet God here? Mm-hmm. And also, what does that mean about what we have to set down, mm-hmm. like Jacob? Yeah. But also, what does it mean about what we see for the future? Mm-hmm. Because in some ways, that's what's happening right here, right? And then in some ways, that's what happens at the well with Rebecca. Like, these places with, like, future, we're going to see the well again, right? Mm-hmm. With um, Rachel and Leah, I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, there's going to be more, but, like, how do we understand space and where mm-hmm. God is in that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a that's a good future thought kind of thing. And we'll maybe we'll come back to that next week. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Going down rabbit holes. I think right. we're love a good rabbit hole. We're uh that's I, I don't know. Maybe that's a good place to stop and just yeah. be like That's where we're gonna There's leave a this lot week. in this story. All of these stories are stories in and of themselves, but they're all a little to be continued. They are. Mm-hmm. And um also a little bit uh 
go back and reread that chapter again to be like, wait, wait, how is this connected to that again? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being with us today and to be continued. Yes. So <laughs> And um, we will see you next week. <laughs> yeah, tune in next time for Rachel and Leah. No, yeah. um, I, yeah, I think that's who's next. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm we're talking sure. about wives. Okay. Um, I'll talk about some wives next time. It's a wife's tale. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but thanks for being with us, and it's good to be back. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, you've been listening to the Queen City, Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends. <laughs>